You can under your record. <laughs> Yo! Welcome back to the Killer Sports Pick Podcast. You have your host here, Killer, and today we have the... Graham Jordan. There we go. Is your mojo working? It's working. I didn't know we were going to start recording so quickly. Oh. I can edit it out. I miss the I miss the countdown. There you go. <laughs> we missed you last week. I'm sure you were out having a great time. Yeah, sorry I wasn't able to be on. I was on the road out in New Jersey. There you go. Just having a blast. Awesome. So today this podcast is brought to you by New England Fleece, best fleece in the business. Well, Marco, John, and Pete, and let them know Killing Ground sent you. Like last week I said, they're um, marketing a charity blanket, Hope and Faith, great blankets. I've been passing them out. Um, they're just trying to boost the morale in the country. But it was really, really, really cool blankets. And uh, if you get a chance, uh, send us an email if you want one free. This podcast is also also brought to you by Greg Ear, Play Forever. What's your play forever? There we go. So we're going to our um, back to our NFL format where we go game by game. Um, we uh, that's you know a format we started last year. I was just going to say, do we do Monday night's game? Yeah, we can do it. Baltimore and Cleveland. Yeah. So we're going to give our um, the guys that would play, and uh, we're gonna give you against the spread. We're, we're gonna we're gonna really take care of you guys. So it's just a little tough doing a show with a hangover, but <laughs> uh, but we're gonna go ahead and. Uh, do you have anything to add? What we had a ton of injuries, right? Brown? Sorry, you cut out for for a minute there. Oh, um, like, do you have anything out of, to add about the uh, injuries? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, real quick. Um, I just want to plug our Twitter and Instagram. Follow us at Kill a Sport Pick. And there are a ton of injuries. I was uh, talking to you before we started. I don't know if I've ever seen this many injuries in, in a one week span before. So I'm gonna I'm gonna run through a bunch of them and then we can revisit them when we break down the games. So not playing this week, and there's obviously a lot more players. I'm really just gonna try and give you people who have some fantasy. You can say the whole relevant. the whole 49ers roster. <laughs> <laughs> so. We got Devontae Adams, Devin Funches, Michael Thomas, Jameson Crowder, Ty Montgomery, Alshon Jeffrey, Jimmy Garoppolo, Debo Samuel, Raheem Mustard. I like to say mustard because it's funny. His last name's funny. Uh, Tyrell Williams, Marlon Mack, Cortland Sutton, James White, Philip Dorsett, Saquon Barkley. A.J. Brown, Christian McCaffrey, Sterling Shepard, David Njoku, and C.J. Uzma. 
Now, those are wow. probably like the biggest ones with fantasy relevance. Obviously, there's some huge names in there. They're going to have big implications. Um, probably like 99% of leagues uh, had Christian McCaffrey taken as their number one overall. Number one, yeah. Uh, Saqu- Saquon Barkley was taken in the first round. There's a quite a few first round players in here that are down. And so the ones that are picked, you know, in those first three rounds, those are obviously going to have uh, big impacts on your team. And I was watching the, um, I was watching a little bit of the Carolina game when uh, McCaffrey went down. It didn't. It just looked he ran in the end zone, and like it didn't look like it was anything major. So a lot, I could, um, a lot of the sports. That, analysts were saying without having contact because of the COVID and not having a preseason, we're going to see more injuries like that. Do you agree? So you think that this will continue on? That's just saying, I don't know. I, I, I think, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll see today. So, I have heard that theory because there's no preseason. The only thing is that most of these uh, most of these uh, first round fantasy picks don't really play much, if at all, in the in the preseason. I know they get a little, a couple maybe like a drive or two. I mm-hmm. think that the practice, I think the the limited, um, you know, like what we watch on Hard Knocks, you know, every year. I, I think that them not getting that time together is what what's going to cause a lot of this. Yeah. And then the fact that people weren't – so you went through like three or four months where unless you had your own private facility to condition, mm-hmm. a lot of people's conditioning went, went way down. I know um, I'm not exactly a professional athlete, but my conditioning went, went down. While we were all stuck in our houses, the COVID buds. Yeah, I can, yeah, I can definitely see. You know what you're saying is correct, but it's. Uh, I don't know. I hope it stops, like for their sake, not even on a fantasy level. It's just, um, you know, who wants to get hurt? You know, it's their profession. So, do you want to move into the games? Yeah, it sounds good. So up first, we got Washington, uh, the Washington W's at Cleveland. Um, uh, opened over under at 44 and a half. Uh, it's live at 45. And uh, Washington's getting seven. So what do you think about this game from a fantasy perspective? From a fantasy perspective, Cleveland side, I'm sure everybody's going to use Nick Chubb. He, he's he been uh, killing it. He, he Against Cincinnati, he had 22 attempts for 124 yards and two touchdowns. Um, I can see Hunt and Chubb. That was the Monday night game. Hunt, again, 20, 23 fantasy points last game. Um, I don't see, like, Washington has Gibson. Antonio Gibson, he's not a huge threat um, in terms of running backs. Wide receiver, I guess Beckham, Landry. Landry hasn't really been 
shining that much, like like uh, Beckham has. Well, Beckham only really had one good game. But on the Washington side, one name that, like, uh, this guy is pretty good is uh, Terry McLaren. He he has the majority of targets. Like, uh, against Philly, the first game, week one, he had seven targets. And against Arizona last week, he had ten. Like, this guy is uh, definitely on the quarterback's radar. Um, Haskins doesn't have too many guys over there that are really good. I think he has Lattimore. Uh, so, just one guy from Cleveland, tight end that is a sleeper, Bryant. He he's a big, nice, good tight end. They, they use a lot of double tight sets, and he's a guy that you're gonna see a lot of today. Uh, I actually have him in one of my lineups for a sleeper. In terms of the uh, the line, I see this game being under, but I like Washington getting seven. I agree, given Washington 7 in this one seems uh, – it, it seems like too many points, so I, I do like it, and the majority of people feel that way uh, throughout the betting sites as well. I agree, McLaren, when you see um, double-digit targets, to me, is a big – it's a big plus when it comes to uh, wide receivers. I'll, I'll take that like heavily into account over, over fantasy points. So I do like McLaren. On the Cleveland side, so I drafted Landry. Landry did pretty well last year, so I drafted him again this year. And mm-hmm. it's not necessarily about his lack of production, but what compounds yep. that for me is his lack of targets. So he's yeah. he's getting you know, only like four to six targets a game, and he has low production. So because of that, I, I took him – out of my lineup this week, um, I'm not going to start him um, because the lack of production and because of the lack of targets. So, you know, I know that if, let's say, he were having low production, but he's still getting, you know, nine, 10 targets a game, then mm-hmm. I would leave him in there. But because I'm not seeing, not seeing the targets um, at this point, uh, I don't like Landry anymore. You know, that's going to change. He's going to have some big games throughout the year. Yeah. Um, if Odell, you know, maybe gets hurt, um, then Landry's going to get a big boost up. But at this point, uh, I like OBJ as, as the deep threat there. And I like uh, Chubb and Hunt. Uh, those are really the, I guess, four fantasy options that I like from this game. And another guy over in Cleveland that is he's stealing um is it Higgins? No, it's a wide receiver. Where is he? Um it was Higgins. He's sneaky sometimes, I believe. He's the last uh let me go back to the Yeah, well it's a, it, yeah, sometimes Higgins comes in and um steals some receptions. But I don't know. We're not going to. All right. So moving on, we got got Las Vegas Raiders, which is uh, still weird to say. Oh, my God, it is. So 
the Raiders surprised a lot of people last week. Um, yeah, they've, this they've, game's over under at forty seven. Raiders are getting six six and a half points. Sixty points. Um, so, what do you think about this game from a fantasy perspective? From a fantasy perspective, uh, you have to look over at, on the Patriots side. Like uh, Cam Newton is really embracing that system. He's doing a great job. Like we talked about a few weeks ago, like he, you know, he's running the ball. And last week, even passing, he really looked like he really looked good. He was throwing dots against Seattle, which that was an exciting game. And, he, you know, he averaged the first two weeks, I'd say, it's way over 30. Last week he had 35 uh, fantasy points. The week before he had 25. And I think he's only going to get better. Um, Derek Carr isn't bad. You know, he's, you know, to me, he's an inconsistent quarterback. Um, but um, I, I won't use him against New England. New England's defense, you know, a lot of guys opted out because of COVID. So their defense isn't what they were last year. Like, it's not that their offense is bad. It's that their, their defense, you know, they're not getting attacked takeaways. Last year, was at a certain point that their defense averaged more points per game than teams' offense was scoring. So uh, I think that's huge with New England. Um, running back-wise, Josh Jacobs, uh, he had a big week against Carolina and uh, came back and had a good – you know, he had a pretty good week against uh, New Orleans last week. Uh, he didn't score any touchdowns. Um, it's tough to pick a New England running back. Um, Sony Michelle, like none of the, he had what, seven attempts last week, 10 the week before, um, Burkhead had like, no one's really, I wouldn't touch a running back from this game from New England, uh, wide receiver, uh, Edelman, huge, you know, he's been at 11 targets last week. So Cam's going to really be looking for him. A big name that from um, the Vegas side, he's out today. Is Rugs? He he, you know, he was doing well. He's so heavily targeted. What's what? The rug. Do you, I like uh, Hunter Rinfro. Um. They play a lot of four or five sets. So what I'm going to use probably from this game is uh, Cam Newton, Edelman, and probably Hunter Winfro. Uh, I like New England minus six and a half. So on the, on the Vegas side, I like Jacobs and Waller. Um, Waller had a great oh, that's your week guy. I forgot last him. week. So first game he had eight. Yeah. yeah, so like his targets are just insane for a tight end. So he had eight eight targets the first week, which is good for a tight end. Last week he had 16 targets for a tight end. Now, wow. I don't have to go look at every other tight end stats in the league to know that that is by far the most targets of a tight end. He had 12 receptions. These would be like tier one 
numbers for a wide receiver. So you're getting a ton of value there out of out of someone who's relatively you know cheaply priced. Um, I'm going to start him uh, for sure this week. Uh, if you can get this guy into your lineups or you can afford the 6600 on FanDuel, I think it's worth it. Um, Josh Jacobs has you know obviously just been incredible. On the New England side, there's there's no clear cut running back like you said. Um, it's not worth starting anybody. Um, possibly you could start you could start Cam here. Obviously, if you drafted him, you're going to start him. Um, you know, especially depending on how how your league rewards uh, rushing touchdowns. Um, if it if it scores those higher than passing touchdowns, um, then someone like Cam Newton is obviously great to have. Um, other outside of him, I'd start Julian Edelman and uh, Keel Harry. I'm not sure if I pronounced that right. Is it in case no, I? Yeah, he's just throwing to Edelman more. I like Harry. Harry has had some key drops. That's the problem, too. New England wide receivers are uh, dropping the ball. But I wanted to make a note. Um, all of the charges against uh, Rob Kraft for the massage um, incident were dropped. <laughs> so <laughs> Good for you, Bob Kraft. All right, you want to move on, Ground? So... That story had a happy ending then? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I... All right. Oh, that was good. <laughs> oh, I meant we to didn't, hit punchline. We didn't prep that either. No, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to hit punchline. Oh, too much. Uh, oh, wow. That hurt my hair. Uh, so next, we got Houston at Pittsburgh. So the over-under is 46. Oh, how are you going to bet or would you bet this Raiders-Patriots game in any way? Uh, I don't know if you heard me. I said I'll take New England minus six and a half. Oh, I didn't hear you. I did not hear you. Cut out for like a good internet side. Um, so we got Houston at Pittsburgh, um, the over-under is 46 and Houston's getting four points in this one. Houston started out, uh, starting out 0 and 2, which is kind of crazy. And Pittsburgh starting out 2 and 0. I don't think I would have, uh, I wouldn't have guessed that, that the season would have started this way for these two teams. Well, you got to think, though, Houston went up against KC and Baltimore, two Super Bowl contenders, you know? And uh, I when think you look at it like that, that actually they have the toughest first two games. <laughs> yeah, because Pittsburgh had Denver and the Giants. And we Denver should have uh, – I mean, the Giants should have beat them. Like, they – the Giants came out and they were controlling the clock, controlling the ball, and then they fell off um, late in the game. But um, I think Houston should have kept Hopkins. It's really no one filling his shoes since he's going. You, you know, I have two good tight ends in Fells and, and, and Aikens, but um, I just think he doesn't have any other quality 
not bad, but like quality. Like Jordan Akins is getting seven. He had seven targets against Baltimore. Um, Darren Fells had four, so that's eleven targets. They, they, they need their. Uh, they, they, you know, Grady Cooks isn't bad, but he's not a Hopkins. So in this game, I probably on the Pittsburgh side, I, I, I might use Schuster or Johnson. Um, I might use one of the defense, but I don't see myself using anything else. But I like Houston getting four points at Pitt. You got to remember, uh, I don't believe Pitt's one of the uh, teams that has fans, but that's huge. So it's like it's a, it's an even game now without fans there. So one thing about the Houston wide receivers, and this is something we talked about in the past, and I've, I've talked about it like ever since I really started playing fantasy football, is the difference between like a number one and number two wide receiver. And mm-hmm. a lot of times, or for, for most wide receivers in the NFL or in the world, can't be a number one wide receiver. Not even every team has a number one wide receiver, like a true number one. And mm-hmm. a problem that you see is is when a number two wide receiver gets put into that number one role, they get they can't produce the way they they did when when there was somebody else to focus on. Same thing happens in other sports. There's a lot of if you look at basketball, it's kind of the same way. If somebody has to be the scorer um, they may not do as well as when they get to be the number two guy, uh, where they don't yeah. get the full the full attention of the defense. And so you have people like uh, Will Fuller, Stills. Uh, there was another guy last year that we were big on, Kiki Koti. Um, so Down these guys the do well when they get one on. Yeah, when they get those one-on-one matchups and the best defenders were on DeAndre Hopkins. So now you see them struggling because now they're getting better defenders on them because they don't have DeAndre Hopkins to pull away two other defenders. So that's why you're going to see some struggles in the Houston passing game this year. Um, So from a fantasy perspective, I really like Deontay Johnson from Pittsburgh. He's had uh, last two weeks 10 targets and 13 targets. Uh, he had 19.2 last week. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, he, um, he he had 21 the first game. He, he went down to eight last game. I think you're going to mm-hmm. see this because he's going to draw, like I was just talking about, he's going to draw most of that attention. And, and he's great, but I don't know if, he can, if he's a true number one wide receiver. So I really like Deontay Johnson. Uh, David Johnson – he is not getting the amount of carries that I thought he would. Uh, this week, he should see a little more. Um, yeah. Should see a little more of an uptick in his usage. I know last week he only had six fantasy points. They're not really throwing him the ball enough, which I think they might move to throwing him the ball a little more. But if you got him, you're obviously going to start him. However, I wouldn't necessarily go after him in a DFS and FanDuel. Um, well, week one, that. Oh, sorry to cut you off, but uh, week one against KC, he had a solid game, so it looks like they're rushing him. He's probably gonna rush between 11 and 15 times, but if you look at Pitt's D, 
and what they did to Barkley. I, I would, you're right. I would not use David Johnson today. Yeah, in DFS, there's there's a lot better options. Obviously, if you drafted him in the first or second round as a running back, you don't really have a choice. He's going to be better than, you know, whoever you got in the fourth or fifth round. But don't pick him up in DFS. Uh, James Conner, if you have him on your season long, uh, I would start him today. Uh, I, I don't know that I would pick him up in DFS. Unless his price is his price is too high at seventy one hundred. You have you have some better options out there. Oh, um, yeah. But but I do like him. Um, and then from from a tight end uh, spot, uh, Jordan Akins is probably a good you know sleeper tight end if you're hurting for some money. He's only five thousand. Um, yeah, he is, and he's he'll get good. he'll get plenty of targets. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are you? Would you bet this game in any way? Yes, I again. You didn't hear me again. I I like uh, I like Houston here. Um, I do. I just think like without the fans, like I said earlier, I think Houston wins this game. They're getting four points. Definitely, uh, I'm with Houston. Yeah, I think I think the reason the people are on pit here is that they're looking at the record. So people are low on Houston because they have the zero and two, and people are a little too high on Pittsburgh because of the two and zero. So I agree. But again, all right. Pittsburgh next up, really... we got Tennessee. Okay. Oh, sorry, we're off today. <laughs> like we're not in sync. I don't think like I watch Roethlisberger. He's not himself right now. So. I don't know. I like Houston. Houston's a quality team. They got beat up two weeks in a row. So you want to move on to the Tennessee game? Yeah, we got Tennessee at Minnesota over under is 50 and a half. And uh, Minnesota is getting two and a half against Tennessee. Um, you know, quite a turnaround from like a year, two years ago. Yeah. So Minnesota didn't show up last week. Um, you know, I thought that it would Minnesota Green Bay would be a better game. It, they they just didn't show up. And Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback to bounce back. Look for uh, him overloading Thien today. Um, Dalvin Cook, from a DS, DFS perspective, he's going to be eighty six hundred. Um, I think they're going to run away with this game. Derrick Henry is eighty two hundred. Last yeah, he had what, 25 carries last week and really, you know, 84 yards. That's my math is bad. That's, but that's under four yards of carry, which isn't that bad. But, I, you know, they played Jacksonville. And I can't see them going into uh, Minnesota and beating them today. But, um, fin- you know, I'm playing Dan, Dan, um on Tennessee side, AG, A.J. Brown's out. So Corey Davis, fifty three hundred, as an option. Ugh, I don't know. Humphrey sleeper, forty six hundred, six targets last week. That'd be a good sleeper wide receiver, forty six hundred. Not bad. Um, other than that, uh, maybe I would. Uh, Johnu Smith, great tight end. I talked him up last year. Huge day last week. Um, Fifty six hundred. That's not bad. He's not a bad pick to have in your lineup. 
But uh, other than that, I, I don't, I don't see myself using many players in this game. Maybe Cook, Dean, and Humphreys, and what is it? Minnesota plus two and a half. I like Minnesota getting points. Did you hear me? <laughs> I did hear you on that one. Um, so you late today. Yeah, I think play a game. Johnny, <laughs> Johnny Smith has been, you know, on. He's been on fire. He's not getting the targets, but he's getting the ball. I mean, five and seven for, for targets. Um, so the targets aren't necessarily great. However, he's catching them, and he's catching them in the end zone. So mm-hmm. he's getting a lot of points, uh, 11 and 22. So he's been, you know, just incredibly efficient. And, and at 5,600, it's a great, you know, DFS tight end option. Uh, Corey Davis, I think he's going to be fairly highly owned this week. Um, Tannehill's really been spreading the ball around. You know, he's been spreading it around to, to all his all his pass catchers. And so there's a lot of people that that are that are benefiting from that. Corey Davis, I think, I don't know if you call it a sleeper. Uh, only reason I'd say that is probably because of his price at 5,300. Um, but I think he's a good spot, a uh, good wide receiver start in, in daily fantasy. And I do like your long shot of Adam Humphreys. If you're really hurting for money and you want to take a sleeper, I think that's an absolutely great idea. Uh, Derek Henry, I, I don't know if he's worth 8,200. He hasn't broken 20. He had eight points last week. Uh, didn't didn't get in the end zone. And Minnesota defense is, is a little tough. Um, I, I don't like the price. I think it should be lower than 8,200. Uh, obviously if you have him, Thielen or Cook in, in fantasy, like season long fantasy, you're starting these guys every week. Um, Thielen is, I think he's a good start, um, in DFS as well at, at 7,200 because you can see what he could do week one, 28 points. Uh, that's definitely worth seventy two hundred. So, mm-hmm. so I do like Thielen here, and uh, Cook is just—he's basically matchup proof. You know, he's one of these guys who's going to get you a ton of points, no matter who they're playing against. Yeah, I agree with you. Who do you like outright? Um, I I like Tennessee. I like Tennessee minus two and a half. I I think that they look they look dangerous. As a KC fan, Tennessee scares me this year. Um, mm-hmm. I think they're gonna push they're gonna push deep into the playoffs. Um, and and it's surprising with the cast that they're doing it with, but but I like I like Tennessee in this game. Good pick. There you go. So going against each other. Up <laughs> Up next, we got Chicago at Atlanta. This one looks to be extremely lopsided, uh, the way the people are viewing it. Live over under 47. Uh, Chicago's only getting three. Um, they are 2-0, and and Atlanta is 0-2. Um, but they, they look like, eh, the, the stats are weird on this one, I guess. Well, you Atlanta... 
like came out last week and they should have they should have beat beaten the uh Cowboys. They blew a huge lead. It was I, I just can't believe they lost that game. But they've uh, Atlanta's own two they you know, they had Seattle and Dallas uh week one and two and Chicago has had uh who did they they played um the Giants last week and again like Barkley was injured. Chicago really didn't show me much, you know. Um I like Atlanta in this game, fantasy wise, probably Ridley. Even though I love Gurley, I I'm I'm not gonna use him. Um Matt Ryan's inconsistent though. Like he you know, he had a huge week last week. It doesn't mean he's going to come back and do it again. He, he proved that to us last year where he'll have a huge game, you know, a bunch of touchdowns and come back and not do anything. So I probably if, probably just use Ridley in this game. Um, yeah, Ridley. And I like Atlanta minus three. Yeah, I uh... – I called that game early. I was talking to one of my buddies, and in the first half, I said, oh, Dallas is going to lose. I said, this game is essentially already over, and I could not believe that they let Dallas come back. <laughs> the, they, they, Dallas didn't even have the time. They didn't have the time to come back. You couldn't get enough possessions to come back, and they still figured out a way to do it. Uh, yeah. It's kind of reminiscent of, uh, you know, the Super Bowl game, you know, years back. How many years ago now is that? Was that yes. four or five years ago when they let New England come back? Yes, it was. Uh, just extreme mismanagement of the game clock and your possessions. Um, incredible. Uh, so I don't think that's going to happen again. Uh, I think if they get out to a lead, they're probably going to give Gurley the ball a little more and uh, figure out how to how to run the clock down. Ridley, I've been drafting this guy for years. I think it's yeah, been two or three years in a row I've been drafting this guy. And this year, I went to go take him, and uh, some jerk right in front of me took him. So I'm bummed because Ridley is the perfect example of the number two wide receiver who benefits from not being the number one. So his targets are, are great. 12 and 10. Uh, Julio gets the coverage. Uh, Ridley Ridley gets the easier coverage and, and he's really capitalizing on that. He's a, a definitely a must start and he's worth the 8,000. Um, yeah. Montgomery. On the other side, you got David Montgomery coming off uh, a huge week. So you see, he had one bad week, uh, one one great week. I I don't know that Chicago is going to be able to really run the ball in this game, though. Um, mm-hmm. Atlanta puts up points, and Chicago might be playing from behind. So I, I don't really like David Montgomery from a DFS perspective. If you got him in the season long, uh, you got to start him. Obviously, here. Um, Oh, we didn't really talk about this. Julio Jones is going to be a game time decision today. Mm-hmm. Um, so it looks I, like he's going to play. Make sure. Play. 
I think so. I think they would have announced he's out by now. Uh, yeah. But I would just double-check that before it starts. Um, I, I do like Todd Gurley if you're looking for like a cheap DFS guy today. If you haven't season long, obviously start him. Um, but I think if Atlanta gets the lead, uh, I feel like they're going to maybe run the ball a little more in this one to try and, yeah. try and run Atlanta the should get the lead. Last week, Chicago's defense gave up, you know, 300 yards to the Giants. And most of the game, the majority of the game, Barkley wasn't there. So um, I see Atlanta racking up yards, but I'm not, I don't like Gurley in this situation today. Who do you like outright? All right. Well, outright in this one, I think Atlanta comes back and – they, I think they stomp Chicago in this one. I think I think they're going to write the write the ship here. Uh, they should not. Atlanta should not be an zero and two team right now. There we uh, go. We agree. So, <laughs> uh, next we got Cincy. <laughs> we got Cincy at Philly. Uh, live over under forty seven and a half, and Cincy Cincy's getting four against Philly. Uh, Battle of the uh, completely defeated teams here. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you uh, feel about this game? I'm gonna, I'm gonna be quick. I probably somebody's uh, somebody's O has to go here. I know, but I, if anything, uh, if one, I don't even not even Wince. Wince hasn't been himself, you know, against Washington. He didn't show much. Then last week the Rams. You know, they kind of hit him up, uh, lit him up. But I watched that game because I'm a Rams fan. But uh, Wentz missed um, open receivers like time after time. Like he wasn't – he just doesn't look like himself. I think his error is over. Probably he's going to have a huge game today now that I'm saying that. But I think his error is over. I don't see myself using anyone in this game. not even you know AJ Green no Boyd maybe no I don't see myself using anyone. Uh, I like Cincy with the points. I like Cincy plus four. That was quick. All right. The uh, only player I like in this game is Miles Sanders. The water boy. Uh, I don't oh, like Mixon. <laughs> yeah, I like Miles Sanders. He's he's the only DFS player that I like in this. There's a couple guys that if you drafted high, you obviously are going to play them. Uh, mm-hmm. But one thing I was thinking about this week, I want to make sure I mention, is I don't know if you remember two like two years ago, a year and a half ago in the podcast, we were talking about when Carson Wentz was hurt and Nick Foles came in and won, and I said they should trade Carson Wentz right now mm-hmm. for for somebody good. And now I think people are starting to realize that maybe they should have traded Carson Wentz back then because he's just not. He's not. He hasn't come back from these injuries the way we no. thought he would. Um, he, he's not throw, throwing very accurate. Um, he, he's just not. He's not that guy that he was two years ago. I agree. I agree with you. That's um, waste much so time on this game. <laughs> yeah, I. I don't like this game. I wouldn't. Uh, wouldn't bet on it either way. I wouldn't bet on it. <laughs> So up next, all right. Yeah. I've been waiting. To, I've been waiting for this game. We got Rams 
at Buffalo over under 47. And the Rams are getting two at Buffalo. I didn't understand this. Um, I I saw the line in a – it went down at two. It opened up at three. But uh, the Rams are killing it this year. I, I thought, like, they miss a beat, get rid of Gurley. They look faster. They they look on point. Uh, Jared Goff is is playing a you know solid two games um, so far. Um, they use it. I don't. They're they're in the same predicament as the Patriots in terms of running backs. You just don't know who to pick. Henderson had a big week last week, um, but you know they can go back and use Brown and and Acres. It's it's it's. It's tough to, to choose what running back to use this week from uh, the Rams' perspective. But Darrell Henderson, $5,800 um, $5, is a good pick. Last week he had 12 rushes for 81 yards. He finished with 19 points. Buffalo's D didn't look good to me last week. Um, Miami controlled them. Gaskins was you know, relatively not a big name for Miami. Did a good job against the Buffalo D. Um, Allen, Josh Allen likes to run, but the Rams' defense is looking faster than ever. Uh, Donald, he's 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 just bullying people over. Um, obviously, I like the Rams in this game. In terms of fantasy, uh, I like Goff. You know, he had a big day last week against the Eagles. Um Wide receiver, what any of the Rams wide receivers, uh, Cooper Cup, Woods. I like Woods because he was played with Buffalo, and so I like the revenge factor. It's a name that a lot of people, um, he's getting bigger week by week. Is Van Jefferson with the Rams? Uh, he was talking five times last week. I like this kid, he's pretty good. His uh, dad played in the NFL, uh, Van Jefferson Sr., $4,700. I, I think you have. You know, he's a slot guy. I think you're, you know, we have a favorable matchup. And um, I can see him doing some damage. Tight end, obviously, everyone's going to pick Higby from this game. Higby had a huge, huge day uh, last week. Three touchdowns versus the Eagles. Um, Buffalo side, I like Moss. Um, you know, he played with Utah last year. I, I was big on Moss. I wanted the Rams to get Moss. But uh, they didn't. Good, good, solid running back, old school goal line type of running back. But I think they're going to be playing from behind today. So um, I don't see myself using anyone from Buffalo. And, oh, and the Rams D, I'm probably going to use the Rams D. And uh, outright for the game, I like the Rams plus two, and I like the over. This is, that was a lot of information, man. So I think this is a <clears> – I <throat> like I like a lot of players from this game. I agree that it's going to be over. Um, both these teams can score pretty quickly. Um, I feel like the, the over-under should probably be in the 50s, uh, like low to mid-50s. I agree. I think the Rams take this one, so I like them getting points. I think anytime you see something that doesn't really make sense – like Rams getting two, that means it's something you should take. Um, so Allen from Buffalo, I think, is uh, 
he's a guy that, you know, I, I think he's worth targeting in DFS uh, at this point. He, you know, he's averaging over 30 fantasy points per game. And, and he always has that ability to run it in with his legs. So uh, I, I, I like him on the Buffalo side. And then I like the Buffalo wide receivers here because I think they're going to be playing from behind. So I, I do like uh, John Brown and Stefan Diggs. On the Rams side, um, uh, I really like Robert Woods. He's not getting as many targets as as he did like last season and the season before, but he's been pretty efficient with him. And I, I think Daryl Henderson might be one of the best um, – <clears throat> Like cheap DFS running backs to target the, uh, this. Twenty six thousand. You're right. Um, at only fifty eight hundred. Mm-hmm. Under six thousand. Um, he he should go for you know fifteen to twenty points in this game. Uh, I think Rams get the lead, and I think I think they give him the ball. So I, I really like I really like him in DFS this week. Good. Let's go Rams. So next we got Sam Fran at the Giants. So Sam Fran wow. is in trouble. They're in big trouble. But at and, least they uh, have the Giants this week. <laughs> yeah. So they're uh they're giving up three points over under is forty three. Um this is gonna be tough. <laughs> I, uh, I like the under in this one, to be honest. Yeah, I'm with you. I like the under. I I probably if two guys I can see myself taking in this game is uh Slayton, more than likely. But see, San Fran's defense is still a threat. I know a couple of guys got injured. Bosa was a huge one. But I don't know. I still like I still like uh San Fran winning. I San Fran would definitely win minus three. Um, I like uh Wilson Jr. I think uh Jeff Wilson. I think that uh last year he played in some garbage time, and he you know he did good work. So I don't know who who they're gonna play. You got Wilson. You have McKinnon. McKinnon has has um he hasn't been like a every down back. So I don't know. It's a gamble who turns to running backs. Uh, on the Giants side, they just picked up Freeman. Um, I was surprised Freeman didn't wasn't playing, but I don't see myself using anyone else. I don't I don't see myself using too many people in this game. And I like uh, San Fran minus three. All right, so in this game, um, from I, so because Garoppolo's out. Uh, Backup QBs typically go heavy to their to their tight ends because it's a bigger target. So for that reason, I like Jordan Reed in this game. He's coming off a huge game. I forgot game about Jordan Reed. Reed. You're right. Good one. So unless he gets a concussion, like in the pregame warmups, or maybe on the bus or something, uh, he might get his like 19th concussion and not be able to start the game. But if that doesn't happen, <laughs> I like Jordan Reed. Um, and McKinnon should get the start at running back for San Francisco. So I think because you're you got the you got Garoppolo injured, they go heavy on tight end running back. So those are the two from San Fran that I like. And and on the other side, 
Um, I think the only person that I'd maybe take a shot on here is is Slayton, um, just because the Giants don't have a lot of other options. I mean, they got you know they got Golden Tate, but he he hasn't done much. So I haven't heard his name. Uh, that's at really all. all. Shepard. That's really all I, I like from this, this game. You know, Shepard, me, Deontay, I don't know. All right, let's just move on. I don't like anyone in that group. Oh, Shepard, like Shepard's game. out. He's hurt. He's done. That's right. You're right. So, so all right, that's – Slayton's really it on the Giants' side. You got Saquon out, Shepard out. Um, they what? One. Yeah, I think <laughs> – so I think I agree. I think I think San Fran's defense kind of wins this for them, and then they just go slow and steady with Reed and McKinnon. So up next we got Jets at Indy. Um, this is a crazy one here. The Jets are getting eleven and a half. You know, seeing the the double digits this early in the season is, it, you know, as far as getting eleven and a half points, it's kind of crazy. Over under is forty four. Um, Jets look bad. Uh, Indy looks a little better than I thought they would. Yeah. What do you um, think about I, this game? Ah, uh, man. Um, on the Jets side, they're hurting. I, I like Hogan for wide receiver. They're going to be playing from behind. Sam Donald's, uh, I don't know. Uh, Jets side, I don't see myself. Um, Using anyone um, on the indie side, your guy Rivers has been really, really good. Um, I, I was I was hesitant coming into the season um, about using him in any way, but um, he's been crushing it. He, he's uh, he he's really stepped up, and he you know how much he loves uh, winning and. He's doing it right now. You know, he first game he was, but oh, he solid game last week. Uh, well, against Jacksonville, 363 yards. Last week he had 214 yards against a tough Minnesota defense. And I was surprised they won last uh, week. I, you know, I didn't have him doing much. But uh, Jonathan Taylor, he's been doing great. He stepped up 6,700. Against a really bad uh, Jets team isn't bad. You know, I see him having a huge day. Um, he had a big day last week. Wide receiver-wise for Indy, Pascal is pretty good. T.Y. Hilton. Um, Campbell, was com- he was coming into his own and he got injured. So, do a Doyle tight end. I, uh, I like Indy in this game outright, but... Um, in terms of fantasy uh, perspective, I like um, I like Taylor. Taylor's gonna have a huge day today. So, I I think this uh, will probably be an under game. Uh, the Jets are gonna be forced to throw the ball. They're gonna be playing from behind. If Barrios goes, he's questionable. But if Braxton Berrios plays, um, he's only 5,100. Uh, wow. He's coming off a 14.9 uh, fantasy game. 
So he might be a good sleeper there. Uh, Chris Hogan, uh, another low price guy, might be a decent sleeper uh, for the Jets just because they're going to have to push the ball down the field to try and catch up in this yeah. one. And on the uh, the indie side, because they're going to be playing with the lead and it's pretty much guaranteed they're going to be playing with the lead, because of that, I'm going to shy away from their wide receivers and mm-hmm. I would I would move towards Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I agree that Jonathan Taylor, like the way the numbers are set up in this one, he should be in for just a heavy workload. Uh, Definitely. Should, should break 20 points in fantasy this week. So he's probably my favorite player from this game. Awesome. All right. Here's okay. a game that you're going to love. Carolina at, Carolina at the Chargers. Uh, oh, man. Carolina is getting six and a half. Uh, the people don't think that's enough points. And the over-under is 43 and a half. So last week, uh, Justin Hebert, he went to Oregon, came in because, um, oh, my God. I just had a Freudian – like, uh, <laughs> I just forgot the quarterback from, oh my God. I, I just forgot the quarterback's name, uh, Tyrod Taylor. Oh my God, that's bad. See, I told you hangovers aren't good when you're doing this stuff. Tyrod Taylor had I was a pain. big Tyrod Taylor fan when he was in Buffalo. I was a huge fan. I remember. Of this guy. Yeah. He had chest pains and he couldn't play, and the doctors advised him not to play this week. I see a situation. Like Brady and uh, Bledsoe, Hebert, Herbert, Hebert, whatever you want to call him, looked awesome last week. He was on point, and uh, I see. I like him. I like uh, Hebert. I like um, Eckler. Uh, I, I like. I, I, I stacked Carolina. I meant Carolina. I stacked the Chargers against Carolina. Um, the only. Person for Carolina, I could see myself using two people. Maybe um, Robbie Anderson. He's been doing well, actually. And um, the running back, Davis, because uh, with McCaffrey out, they, they brought in uh, Mike Davis last week. And uh, he, he had a couple, he had, um, he was catching the ball. They brought him in garbage time. And uh, he had eight receptions, eight times. And the majority of it was fourth quarter. He has great hands. He can run. 6,000 is not guaranteed. 6,000 is, I don't know. That's a lot of money for a guy that's not guaranteed. But um, in terms of the line betting-wise, I, I like uh, the Chargers actually. Yeah, I like the over and I like the Chargers uh, minus six and a half. So, in this one, only player from Carolina that I like is Robbie Anderson. I think Carolina will be playing from behind in this game. Um, and I like Robbie Anderson's targets. So, last week he had 10 and he caught nine of those. Um, mm-hmm. He did have a fumble, which is kind of a fluke. But um, So, I, I like him. I have him going in, in, a, in my DFS lineup this week, um, at least one of them. I do like him. On the other side, I think a good running back sleeper this week may be Joshua Kelly from the Chargers. So okay. he's only he's only fifty nine hundred. Carolina is ranked last against running backs. 
he had 23 rushing attempts last week and two targets. Um, he didn't find the end zone, but he still put up 12.3. The week before, he put up 12 with a touchdown. So I think like if he had the same week as he had last week and he were to you know get find the end zone, he's well worth the 5,900. So I, I think they're playing with the lead and they mix yeah. him in. Um, he, you know, I know Eckler has a little bit bigger role, but, but I think that, um, I think that Kelly is, is carving out enough to be, to be an option, like a kind of a sleeper option. And for yeah, with the rest of this game, you know, I like, uh, I like Keenan Allen. His price is a little high at 7,100. And season long, you obviously start him. Uh, but as far as DFS goes, um, if he doesn't find the end zone, he's not necessarily worth 7,100 point, uh, $7,100 out of your, out of your budget here. Targets are good, yeah. you know, 10 targets, 96 yards, but, uh, he's not finding the end zone. You sound angry. <laughs> uh, I, right. I think the Chargers. I think the Chargers. Uh, I think they cover the six and a half. I, I, I still like them, even though they're giving up, giving up those points. Cool. Let's move on. All right. We got Tampa Bay at Denver. Um, Tampa Bay's giving up six points. Over under is forty two and a half. I like Tampa in this game. Uh, last time Fournette. Played Denver like he he destroyed them. I think he had like over 200 yards rushing. Um, coming into last week, I think people weren't sure what they were gonna do with Fournette, and you know, Ronald Jones it was his job. But I think it's it it's gonna be Fournette. Um, Brady's coming. He's getting uh in sync with his uh, wide receivers. Brady's gonna have a huge day today against Denver D. I know. Devin's D in the past, you know, it's been a big thing, but they, they have a lot of holes in their defense. I like Brady. I like the wide receivers. Uh, Godwin's coming back. Um, I like Scotty Miller, big Scotty Miller fan. He should have a uh, weak coverage this week. Um, tight end wise, Gronk hasn't showed much. He's doing more blocking. Uh, sleeper in this game would be Howard uh, in terms of tight ends. On the Denver side, I'm just, I'm not using anyone. And uh, I like Tampa Bay minus six, and I like the under in this game. So I don't, I don't like uh, taking Brady. Um, I think he's going to get better as the season goes on and kind of develops chemistry with Godwin and Evans, um, mm-hmm. and the tight ends there. But but at this point. Um, uh, I just I, I don't think the chemistry is there for Brady to rack up the points yet. I think it'll come. Fournette I think is a huge is a very safe play here. I think he's going to put up over twenty and at sixty four hundred. I think he's mm-hmm. well worth that that price in in DFS. On the other side, I guess the only person that uh, that I would maybe play from Denver here is Noah Fant. He's uh he's oh, yeah. five five to six targets. Uh, found the end zone in both games, so he's obviously like their their main red zone threat there. So 
they're going to have to throw the ball. They're going to be playing from behind. Noah Fant is really the only one I would start from Denver. Um, and on the Tampa Bay side, other than Fournette, uh, I like uh, Mike Evans. You know, first game was terrible, um, but I think Brady, by the second game, realized that he has Mike Evans on his team. Started throwing him the ball, so he's able to get 19.9. Uh, I think he's worth a worth a shot in DFS. Obviously, if you got, you know, Gordon, Fournette, Evans, Godwin in your season long, you're going to start these guys. But nice. DFS wise, that those are the only ones that I would that I would uh, play. And I think I think Tampa Bay wins this game by, you know, at least 10, uh, 13. There you go. Let's move on. All right, next we got Dallas at Seattle. This is, I think it's the biggest over-under of the week. It is at 56.5. Seattle keeps finding themselves in all the highest over-unders throughout <laughs> the weeks here. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, uh, I have. Dallas is getting 4.5 here. Um, don't know if that's enough. I don't think it's enough. Um Russell Wilson's having a great year. They already called him an MVP, which is scary. Usually when they do that, a guy doesn't complete the year. So um, but while he's playing right now, I don't want to curse him, but uh, he is doing a great job. He's, he's finding his targets downfield. Um, you know, his, his locket, Metcalf, he's throwing, he throws the ball around. That's what I like about him. Um, you know, David Moore, he, he threw him a touchdown last week. Uh, he's fi- he finds his targets. He hits every person on the on the field. You know, he has uh, Greg Olson over there and Disley with uh, tight ends. On the other side, I think Prescott is, you know, he had big numbers last week. Most of those was were during the hurry-up uh, at the end of the Falcons game. Um, I don't think they're given – Ezekiel Elliott, the ball, the way they should. I know he had 22 rushing attempts. Um, they were playing the Rams a couple of weeks ago, and Ezekiel Elliott, Elliott was open in the flat, and they were trying to force the ball to uh, to to the to what's the rookie there, um, Lamb. And, and, you know, they're not getting Cooper involved um, enough, if you ask me, and they're not even really messing with uh, Gallup or not. So, Fantasy wise, I, I would use any of the Seattle wide receivers. Um, I don't see Ezekiel having a big day, and I like Seattle minus four and a half. Um, so I think Ezekiel Elliott, if you if you drafted him high, which you had to draft him like second or third overall, uh, you have to start him. From DFS perspective, I would not pick him up uh, at 9,000. He's not going to be worth that this week. Um, He's obviously going to get a ton of touches, but I don't think he's going to be able to do a ton with those touches. Um, You know, I I see him probably getting somewhere around 15 points, but it's just not worth 9,000. For 9,000, I want to see like the upside of 30 points. Um, So I'd stay away from him. Chris Carson on the other side, however, he may be worth the 7,700 because I see him, you know, probably getting 20 fantasy points. 
Um, so he's definitely worth the money in DFS. Um, I agree with you on the Seattle wide receivers. Uh, Metcalf and Lockett are, are good starts. Uh, they're both under 7,000, both averaging in the teens coming off big games. And they should have big games again this week. Um, at least that's what Vegas thinks. And yes. Amari, Amari Cooper, he's, he's not worth the 7,000. Um, the targets are there, but he, he's just, you know, he's dropping passes and, uh, and not getting to the end zone. I think he, he's getting too much attention. I, I'm sure he will blow up one of these games. Watch this be the game, you know, where he has 40, <laughs> 40 points. But for, for Dallas wide receivers, I think there's a ton of value in C.D. Lamb. Um, he had nine targets for 106 yards last week. He's only 5,600. Um, and Dallas, I think, will be playing from behind. They'll have to move the ball. And I think that Lamb may, be, um, may have a big day, bigger than what yeah. he should for his price of 5,600. So those are the guys I, I like from the, from the fantasy perspective. I don't think Dallas is getting enough points here. I think Seattle wins this one. Um, yeah, I mean, it's honestly, it, it wouldn't be a bad idea in this game, and I'm sure some people are going to do it, is you stack Wilson, Metcalf, um, Carson, and Lockett. And it, it's not yeah. a bad strategy to, to get in the money this week. I agree. So, all right, let's move okay. on. Tom's not on that side right now. <laughs> Who's Tom? All right, we got time not to go. Tom. We got we got Detroit at Arizona. Uh, Detroit's getting five and a half over under is fifty five and a half. Uh, Arizona sees. Uh, I'm not Arizona. Vegas sees this one as a high scoring game. I don't necessarily see this. Uh, I see this game as an under. Uh, I just don't see these teams. I don't see Detroit being able to put up enough points in this one to push this over 55 and a half. Yeah. Uh, who do I use in this game? <laughs> Absolutely no one. <laughs> no, I like um, Detroit. Is, they, they're not doing bad this year. They uh, Who did they have last week? Oh, no, I'm looking at Arizona. Um, with Tyler Day, Detroit, uh, this is a guy, Marvin Jones. They had Chicago week one in Green Bay last week. Um, I don't know. I like, uh, Detroit. You know what? I made a mistake earlier. I said Minnesota played Green Bay. I meant they played Indy. And I'm surprised they lost. But, uh, in this game, I like Kyler Murray. He's probably going to run around and, and create plays. They look really good, this, uh, Arizona, actually. Uh, running back-wise with Detroit, they don't have anyone there. AP, I think, would have a huge day. He had a huge day last time they played Arizona. Um, he didn't get many targets uh, attempts last week, but he had seven for 41 yards. That's not bad at all. So I like AP. Um Wide receiver, I like Hopkins. Uh, him and Kyler Murray is a force to be reckoned with. I think he's going to have a huge day again today. Uh, Fitzgerald, uh, uh, he had seven receptions last week. I don't 
see myself using him. I love Marvin Jones. That's a big guy. Uh, you like using him. You turn me on to him. You know, he's getting his targets, but I don't know. 6,100, not bad for a wide receiver um, of his caliber. Minus five? Oh, my God. Definitely, definitely hop on Arizona. So I I like Arizona minus five and a half, um, and I like the under. From the Arizona side, the only two that I play um, in, in DFS and not – not saying like if I had to start him, I'm saying like these these two should be targeted. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I would string these two together in a DFS lineup. Yeah. Um, from, from Arizona, I don't really like anyone else from Arizona. Um, on the Detroit side, if you want to take a shot at a, uh, I guess maybe a little long shot here, Marvin Jones, because I think Detroit's going to be playing from behind. And Marvin Jones Jr. has a like a big time deep threat in the end zone. Um, yes, he's had a few, he like three, four touchdown games in his career. Uh, you know, so this guy can just go off one game for thirty points easily. Um, so you have a lot of upside, a little bit of risk, risk right there. But worth the yeah. shot. It is. I want to jump back. Um, Zach Moss for Buffalo is out today. I uh, I mentioned. Him against the Rams, but I uh, he's out. So, and back to football. <laughs> Did our uh, our production team, our statistics team, look that yes, up? Yes, they they just informed me. All right, the Sunday night game is Green Bay at New Orleans. Uh, this is a great Sunday night game. Green Bay is getting three over under is fifty three. Um. New Orleans has fallen off, and people think Bree should go. But I don't know. I still still think he's uh he has some uh some gas in the tank. From a DFS standpoint, there's a ton of uh you know the the, the Rogers you use the uh, Jones. Uh, Kamara, you know, this is, this is a DFS, like, great um, matchup for DFS-wise. I believe it's going to go over 50. It opened at 51. It's going to definitely go over. Uh, and I like Green Bay getting three. So I actually uh, I think Rodgers is worth targeting here uh, mm-hmm. because of his price. He's actually averaging, you know, more points than uh, than Patrick Mahomes. Wow. More more points per game than Lamar Jackson. Uh, more points per game than Drew Brees, and he's cheaper than all three of those quarterbacks on DFS. Mm-hmm. So, if you're looking for value here, you wouldn't think that you're gonna, you know, pick up this guy, but only seventy nine hundred, and and he's obviously, you know, he's still got a little bit of gas left in the tank um and then as far as um the flex positions aaron jones is probably worth 8200 here so if you were going to take a sleeper at running back you'd maybe counter that uh, with, with an aaron jones he's 8200 but he's coming off a 43 point game um probably going to be highly owned because you, you'd be playing that sunday night monday slate 
somewhere around there, mm-hmm. um, or possibly, or even in a single game, he's obviously going to be very highly owned. Um, Kamara is a must start. These two guys are basically, you know, matchup proof. Um, beyond that, I think a huge sleeper this week uh, is going to be Marquez Valdez Scant- Scantling. You love uh, that guy. So I called it. And remember last year he came in for an injury and I said, start this guy. And he killed it. Remember? Yes. I agree. So Devontae Adams is out this week or doubtful. He's not going to play. So Marquez Valdez-Scanley either moves into that number one or number two spot um, with Lazard. So last week he, he had seven targets. Uh, the first week he only he had six, but he, got, he had a long touchdown. I think in this game you're looking at double-digit targets, probably a touchdown for only 5,100. So I like, you know, you know if this guy was like 6,500, I'd say eh, it's not really worth it. But for fifty one hundred, you're going to get a lot of points out of out of him compared to compared to his price. Um, so I really like him from the Green Bay side. Um, from the other side, wide receivers, um, I wouldn't take anyone from New Orleans uh, from the wide receiver position. They're hating life, man. So, Me? No, they are. You love them. <laughs> Come on. All right, let's move on. We're tipping off. All right. Oh, what a matchup this week, huh? Yes. So we got Kansas City at Baltimore. Kansas City is getting three and a half. Over under is 54 and a half. Um, I'm not sure why because uh, Kansas City, this game, everyone's like, oh, this game's going to be so, so amazing. It's going to be like one of the best regular season games ever. This game happened last season. In Kansas City, and Kansas City beat Baltimore pretty easily. So I'm not sure why Baltimore. Well, I, I think like Baltimore. Watching them a few uh, for a few weeks, they look good. Both Kansas City looks good too, but uh, starting out of the gate right now, I think Baltimore looks really good. Um, just a tad bit better than Kansas City, but they're two great teams. You know, I'm not taking anything away from Kansas City. Um, I think Kansas City would win outright without points. Uh, fantasy wise, you know, you're gonna you're gonna use uh, DFS. It would probably be a five man for DFS, but in terms of fantasy wise, uh, whoever you have on your roster from this game play, I think it would be a high scoring game. Um. Yeah, for, for season long, obviously start everyone. This should be a high-scoring game. I agree. I like I like Kansas City getting the points. However, I'm a little biased. I have a KC flag in my front yard and a KC yeah. sticker on my truck. Um, but I think uh, from, from a DFS perspective, I think Tyreek Hill may be uh, a good guy to target. He's 8,100. But he uh, he's finally getting the targets, um, you know the, the cheetah, yeah, the high targets. He and they, you, a they do that, a lot of gimmicks with him too. I like they they're putting the ball in his hands, you know. He's doing the rest. So um, Kelsey's coming off a fourteen target game um, where he had nineteen points. I think he's he's definitely worth a look there as well. You're gonna pay a lot for these guys. Um, that's kind of the the downside. If you take any of these KC players, 
So like Hill, uh, Kelsey, or Hilaire, you're going to have to fit in uh, some of the sleepers that we talked about before. Yeah, especially in a five-man, yeah. On the, uh, on the Baltimore side, uh, I'm a big fan of Mark Andrews. I know he had a down game last game, uh, but I don't think they, they didn't really need to throw the ball that much. This game, they're going to need to throw the ball. They're going to need to move it. Mark Andrews is a big target for, for Lamar Jackson. Yeah. So uh, quarterback-wise, these guys are not necessarily worth the money that they're being charged uh, or that you're being charged to play them. Mm-hmm. There's guys who are cheaper like uh, like Allen and uh, Kyler Murray, you know, who, who are cheaper than them and averaging more points per game than that. And like I said, you know, Aaron Rodgers, good example, way cheaper, averaging way, you know, not way more, way cheaper, but averaging more points per game. They just don't, they don't, meet that price tag at this point. You need to be getting 30 points per game for that. Um, so yeah, those are the guys that I like in this one. Nice. So let's put our uh, let's do our DFS lineups and uh, get this information out to people. So my quarterback, I'm starting Russell Wilson. Uh, he's the best quarterback on the, the slate today, I think. He should have a huge day. Running back, like I said, I'm going Jonathan Taylor. Um, Leonard Fournette, I think he's going to have a huge game. Uh, wide receiver Cooper Cup. I might switch him out. Not sure yet. I like, uh, Lockett. Edelman should have a big day. My tight end, I'm using your guy, Waller the Baller. And at my flex, I'm using, uh, Daryl Henderson Jr. In defense, I'm using San Fran, 4,600 versus the Giants. Nice. So this is one of my lineups. I'm going to run another one, which will probably do better. Hopefully, hopefully <laughs> I give you guys the best one. So at quarterback, I'm going to go Kyler Murray. Running back uh, one, Kareem Hunt. Running back two, Jonathan Taylor from Indy. Wide receiver one, DeAndre Hopkins, pairing him with Kyler Murray. Uh, wide receiver two, DK Metcalf from Seattle. Good pick. Wide receiver. Wide receiver three, uh, Calvin Ridley. And tight end, I'm going to go with Jonu Smith. And in the flex, I may change this out. This is the only one I'm not sure of here. Robbie Anderson. Uh, (laughs) I just – I feel like they're going to be playing from behind. They're going to have to chuck the ball. He should be the the benefactor. And then here, I didn't talk about this earlier, but – I think this might be genius. I'm going to take Tampa Bay defense at Denver. Um, they're coming off. Right, locks out. They're coming off a 14 point game last week, which is not bad, uh, especially considering they're only 3,800. That's not bad. So, Denver is uh, Drew Locke is injured. I don't believe he's playing today. Yeah, so I think. Uh, I know this is my sleeper defense for the week. Tampa Bay defense at Denver, only 3,800. Gives you some money in your lineup. All right. So. And that's it. Hopefully everybody gets your lineups in in time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. We gave a ton of information. Glad to have you back. What are you saying? I'm sorry. Uh, Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Killer Sport Pit.